0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Comic Book Dungeon Podcast. We have another special episode today. We're welcoming back uh, the three wise men. So I'm sure everybody listened to special episode one, and <laughs> now uh, they're back to talk mm-hmm. about their new Kickstarter. It's good to be back.
1: Good to be Fantastic. Thanks for mm-hmm. having us again.
0: Yes. Uh, this, is, this is so much different than last time because we were in the spacious accommodations to our left and now we're in this intimate <laughs> setting where we're Very all intimate. Yeah. A, around a small table. No, it works. It, it's, it's
2: good. It's yeah. good. Now we f- feel much more closer to each other. Yes.
0: <laughs> in, my, in my defense, if that second mic had worked, it wouldn't have made a difference. I just would have had it <laughs> over there so it still would have been crowded. This is perfectly fine. Uh, so when does your guys' Kickstarter go live?
1: Uh, September 30th. In fact, I brought you uh, a leaflet. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that's Dylan no would say. Thank yeah, you. I love the leaflets. And uh, some some three wise men media buttons oh. and, and stuff. I can share with your friends.
0: Yeah, I'm not selfish. I uh, I visited Cruz several months ago and we divvied up this guy's swag that you brought last time. <laughs> oh, so yes. yeah, I I kept the air freshener and he took the like the the coaster the bottle. Yeah, cookie. the beer koozie. So, yeah, the beer. So he so yeah, I'm I'm not. Now you got some buttons. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you guys can check with him. So we, I'm already up and up here. <laughs> we're, we're That's how you keep me honest. Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So. What's going on with the Kickstarter?
1: Well, uh, it la- like I said, launches September 30th. We are in the midst of getting everything set up, getting the prize tiers uh, finalized and everything. We actually just yesterday, um, as of this recording, filmed uh, the Kickstarter video. So that was a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. now I'm going to sit down and edit that probably later today and get that all sorted out. That's always a lot of fun. Cool. Because that's just us <laughs> sitting Being stupid, yeah, yelling at the camera and yeah. asking for money. <laughs> how that process goes. Something we're all very good at. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this uh, this isn't your first Kickstarter. I believe you guys Kickstarted Motor City Mo issue one. Yes. Uh, what was that? Two years ago?
1: No, it was just, just last year. Last year. Yeah. You know, t- it felt like two years ago to me. I have a core concept. Of time. <laughs> <laughs> he really does.
2: Yeah, but it, it's the turnaround's been about a year, right? Or is it a little less? Or did we say it was a little more? A little I, less I than was a year Yeah, so it's like what 10 months, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did do we did the Kickstarter um last year and it was uh successful. We did pretty well with it. Um really happy
0: about it and add it again. How did you guys cuz that was your first I'm assuming Kickstarter ever? How did you guys go about that? Did you how did you like grease the wheels? Did you guys make a sele- did you guys start going to cons first, or like how did you get interest in it? So when it came to kickstarting,
1: people actually jumped in. Yeah, we did both. We we were going to cons for several months. Uh oh, we started in like February, I think, of that year, and we had uh, a ten page teaser of the first pages of Motor City Mo, and we gave those out to people for free, and we had some other leaflets just like the ones we provided <laughs> yes. you today. Uh, that just basically gave information about the book, about the Kickstarter campaign, um, and we just endlessly told people like, "This is the first ten pages. This is what we're looking to make. Um, if you like it, please check out the website and check out the Kickstarter campaign that's coming out later this year." And we did that for like six months. Yep. And. Um, Every like, milestone, like we would, we would do something like, oh, five months until the Kickstarter, four months until the Kickstarter, and we would continually release new art that our artists had been working on, concept art, things like that, just to keep generating interest, just so people would would uh, realize we were still there, like, don't forget about us, you know, <laughs> Motor City Mo still exists. And um, like that last month, we just hit it hard with the new art all the time, new like updates and things like that. Yeah, and,
2: and Kyle did a lot of research into like just went how long should you run a campaign? What types of can You know, uh, what is like what the type or something like how long you should how have. long you should yeah. have it? The different tiers for the different uh, rewards. So a lot of research, and then
0: yeah, just hitting the pavement and trying he to get people to know a it was existing. And
2: kick-starter now.
0: <laughs> i would say your guys's web presence it's it just all around is very good Well, thank um, you thank you it's embarrassing to say i actually didn't really know how twitter worked until <laughs> we started connecting on twitter and you guys started like hashtagging shit and i'm like is that how that works yeah <laughs> well I'm like yeah when we first started doing it we would just hashtag anything yeah and then all of a sudden kyle did a little
2: bit
1: of research and was like oh that's not how this works we need to do some other things right and even the hashtag uh, game is even more intense on Instagram because you can hashtag for days. And we oh. don't... Dylan, <laughs> Dylan doesn't Dylan even know. He says, oh, like he doesn't know. But Dylan was there when somebody told both of us about it. I don't remember. We're, <laughs> we're on another podcast I'm and sure somebody... It Tyler? No, it was you. I believe you. We're on another podcast and somebody said that you could have like up to 30 hashtags per post. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of hashtags. <laughs> and Dylan was apparently not paying attention. So, yeah.
0: It makes a huge difference because I would post stuff like, hey, I, I put out an episode and i see like 10 people had looked at it. And then when I hashtag it, it's like 40 people looked at yeah. it. So that's, we're we're slowly climbing up there. But again, it, I felt so stupid after seeing like you guys, like you had said like, hey, we're on this episode. And you had like eight hashtags. And it was just <laughs> this, man, I feel like an idiot sort of moment. If no, you I'm don't know, not. if you don't yeah. know how you're
1: supposed to do it. Like it's it's all, that's what this entire process has been. It's just like learning and trial and error and. It's it's a lot of error, <laughs> right? It, and
2: that's the biggest thing that to, to, to that I like to tell people is that it, oh, well, there's been a lot of error. We're we're literally figuring it out. We're seeing what works, what doesn't work, and you know we're kind of lucky where we're in a position where we can afford to sort of take those risks, right? Where yeah. we can we can experiment with certain things because you know if we're spending. $60 on AdWords posts or on Facebook posts and those don't work, well, it's $60, which we don't want to lose, but it's $60. We're not spending thousands on these, you know, multimedia campaigns. So, yeah, man, just a lot of error and a lot of, and then some successes and then sticking with those things that work.
3: Oh, I mean,
0: it sounds like it's, it's going for you. Have you guys had a lot of good success with the, the ads and, and whatnot
1: on Facebook? And Are you doing that on Twitter as well? Not on Twitter as much okay um, only because Tyler has a lot of experience with like AdWords like he said and <laughs> Facebook ads was pretty easy to figure out Twitter I had a bad experience with the actual ad aspect of Twitter at first and I haven't got back since. <laughs> but that's just me being stubborn and I guess a little bit lazy what happened well I just couldn't figure it out <laughs> like I, I I hit the ground running with Facebook ads I was like this is easy and it's working and I love it and then I was like well let's do Twitter this should be the exact same thing and it wasn't I was like, well, F you, Twitter. I'm, I'm going to stick with Facebook for now. I mean, we still I still fo- uh, post on Twitter every day. I just don't do the ad part of it. I'm sure it's easy. Twitter, if you're listening, you know. We're uh, sure it's a great platform. Yeah, just make it easier for me personally, <laughs> please. I'm sure
0: Twitter's one of my millions of listeners. Right, yeah, I would think so,
3: yeah.
0: Well, I, again, I, I think you guys have done a really good job. And again, I mean, that's... I I know it's working because you 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 got to me. I see you guys at cons. You do a good job. You guys, I, I've been to your websites. They're really well designed. So yeah, you you're doing a good job of getting the message out there. Thanks. Um, does Motor City Mo? I guess I'm just kind of skipping around. No no, no. Same artist on issue two. Yeah. Yep. Same artist
2: on issue two. I mean, he did such a great job with the first book. We we're like, well, we got to make sure he does the second one. So <laughs> so yeah, same artist. Same guy who did the colors, and then Shannon's gonna be doing. Um, the uh, the lettering again. Uh, Ryan Tavares and Michael Samler.
0: How did you how did you find the artist and the, the colorist?
2: Went to a comic con. Yep. Um, we literally went. To, I forget which comic con it was. It was. Great, Lakes. Great Lakes. Great Lakes. And we went there with the sole purpose of shaking hands, talking to people, and then hopefully finding an artist. Like that was we wanted to get business cards and we wanted to reach out to these people. And Ryan was one of those guys. Set up at a booth. He had a cool little book put out there uh, called Nomads Saw some of the stuff that he did, um, and we liked him. And, and Kyle's the one who, who reached out to him, and yeah, that's how that happened.
0: I believe, I think it's the Halfway to Comic Con show next week. Are you guys going to be there? Like the Halfway, or I, I think it's I the think Comics so. Expo. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they do the Great Lakes Comic Con, and then
1: they do like the, the quieter expos.
2: We were in yeah. uh, Monroe last weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: The, that Great Lakes company, though, they do like three other ones throughout the year. And they did, we, we did do their July show. In July, and it, it is a lot smaller, and it was more like actual comic collectors. Yeah. So they weren't really, wasn't really our target audience. People weren't really looking for independent, uh, created books, so we didn't do it as well. So I wasn't really sure what we would expect for this show. We are going to do their one in December, um, but again, I'm not really sure what we're going to expect there. Yeah, those are two of my favorite cons, oh, really okay. like Comic
0: Expo and Comic Con, because, like you said, it's not a lot of the casual fans. Mm-hmm. It's it's people like me. It's like yeah. sweaty people going through like <laughs> quarter bins looking for back issues, and they just they don't care about a lot of the media guests as much. Right. But I kind of like that. It's yeah, less right. people dressed up. It's just it's more it's of a more this Comic <laughs> Con. You can smell like the comics and the BO and the desperation <laughs> in the air, and I
1: love it. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. Hey, good. What is your next show that you have coming up? It, um, yeah, the one in December. It's like the Great Lakes okay. uh, Holiday Expo, I think it's called.
0: I think that that sounds right. Yeah,
1: and then we're actually at a point now where we need to sit down and figure out a budget for next year, because this year was a lot of like trying new shows, trying to figure out what works, hitting shows we'd never been to before, and then next year we're going to be hitting like bigger shows because we're gonna have the two books done. My wife Shannon, who does the letters, has a lot of art that she's been creating that she's been selling at shows. And we're at this awkward point right now where we're trying to sell Motor City Mo which is like this adult sort of audience with you know blood and nudity and all this stuff at the same table where we're selling Shannon's art um, under SE Art Design that's the company but it's like Disney Cutesy. art Yeah, yes. yeah. I've yeah. seen some
0: of it on your, on your Twitter yeah, right. yeah
1: exactly and it, those two things don't really mesh right <laughs> so it's, we it's, draw a lot of uh, confused kids and concerned parents to our table. <laughs> right. yeah. So it isn't working. So we're going to have to split up and get two tables is the realization we've come to.
0: So was, uh, when you said that, I was wondering if maybe that would be, that would actually work out because you're, you're having a little kid who's interested and then when dad comes over, it's like, oh, this takes place in a strip club. You like Wolverine? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. like strippers? You like mini golf? <laughs> yeah. It has all of this.
1: Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, but that, that would has, be great. Has, <laughs> what we've realized is like, so if our table is set up, you know, with Motor City Mo on this side, uh, art on the other side, if you're a, a Disney fan, you're not even going to look at the Disney art because you see the strippers over <laughs> here, and then you just keep walking. And if you're a Motor City Mo fan, you see the Disney art over here, and you just keep walking. So, like, mm-hmm. it, it has just been... Yeah, figuring we, that out figuring, has been
2: interesting, yeah.
1: Yeah, more errors. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, I mean, it's trial and error. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a process. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: But we did pretty well at the Monroe Con, yeah. thankfully, because we like set up like a, an invisible barrier between yes. the two. Yeah. We
2: made it look a clear delineation between yeah. the two, so worked out pretty well.
0: Yeah, I like to think that I, I have an ear to the ground for cons, and I saw a couple that you've done last year that I'd never heard of before in this area that I I can't wait to. Hopefully, they'll be there next year. Mm-hmm. So that again, I, I, I I've learned a lot. I think just just. From your guys' social media, which speaks to your guys' social media oh, well, presence. Yeah. Oh, cool.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, are you planning to to bring the comic book dungeon to get a table yourself anytime soon? Because we see a lot of podcasts.
3: They do. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I don't know for that.
0: I, it's something I've thought about. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's something that we've we've built the audience base for, or mm-hmm. it'd be different if if Cruz and I both went. Mm-hmm. And, Good point. And uh shouldn't say this on the air, because it's probably not going to happen. As soon as the... San Diego Comic-Con has the its entry point for press. You have to have like I think like a year in time as a podcast. I want to see if we can both get a pass and oh, that's something oh. I would travel out there for. I think that's unlikely. The big Star Trek Con, that's every July. Mm-hmm. That's when I think that they don't give out passes to like smaller podcasts, so I would have to pay to do that, but that's something that's, that's not cool. too far from him. So yeah, something like that and try Again, I'm not sure if we have enough presence to do like an actual thing from the show, but it might be fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly,
1: you could build presence because like we we're trying to also build up our YouTube presence and our YouTube followers, and we have been doing this thing the past few cons where we put Dylan, we give him a microphone because our other uh, thing is um, is it better than Space Jam? Yeah, I don't know if you've I've seen that. Okay, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so we get Alistair Dylan. Out there, and he's interviewing people, their thoughts on Space Jam and, and stuff like that. So just based on that, we've been gaining some some YouTube followers and subscribers who wouldn't have seen us otherwise if we hadn't been at the con. So, I mean, it's another way to gain followers, even if you don't think that you have the presence. Even
2: if you don't get a table with a podcast, you could just interview people that way, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to have a table for that, but...
0: I, I've brought my equipment. I've never broken it out. That
1: might be something that be might be fun. Definitely oh, yeah. something to consider, because we've got buddies Capowcast. Uh, um, they're in like the the Pod Bros Network, and they I think they did that at Motor City Comic Con where they were going around and interviewing yeah. people.
0: I think I saw them, and I I normally haven't been a big fan of Motor City. It's mm-hmm. just.
1: Oh, it's so
3: huge!
0: Yeah, it's so huge, and it like they charge almost as much as like C two E two, and it's mm-hmm. like yeah. you are not C two E two.
3: But no, last Does year you know, the power I went out for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: okay. went out a couple times. I was, I was pretty impressed last year because they they actually organized. It's like all the independent creators like here, all yep. the artists here. So when I did the rounds of all the indie creators, it was like all in one area. So last year was was really good, and. Having like a shirt with the podcast and something that said "press," I got a lot more, I think, attention than sure. I normally did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, you guys are giving me a lot of food for thought. Maybe have like a, a mic or like hooked up to my cell phone or something to Absolutely. just do little Gonzo interviews. Yeah, man, this is I thought it was going to be me asking <laughs> questions. Yeah, right. I think, <laughs> I think you guys have had more impact on our comic book dungeon business model than any other source. Well, it's but it's like we we've met all
2: these people and. Uh, it's been everybody's been so nice to us and so great for to us that like I just want everybody to do well, yeah, you know. We appreciate so like it. if we pick up something like we're not afraid to share what works for us, and you know other people have shared what works for them. So yeah, I mean it's it's, it's ty- one of those type of deals where let's have everybody have a place at the table. Everybody can win.
0: Oh, that's a really great philosophy. Yeah, that's uh, completely in contrast to our <laughs> cutthroat. We're trying to exactly. sabotage <laughs> yeah, yeah. other podcasts as much as we can. Sure. It's another way that our business model hasn't worked. I was trying to drum up controversy and views. by Every time I posted for a while on Twitter, I referenced the fact that I could do so and Alex Jones could not. Then I would hashtag Alex Jones. Turns out his fans don't really care about low-rated comic book
1: podcasts. Well, in fairness, he got banned from Twitter, so technically you won. Yeah, Yeah. there There you go.
0: Oh, and I've rubbed that in. Yeah. (laughs) I mean when you're I guess you're you're busy saying that uh, Sandy Hook didn't happen or mm-hmm. that aliens are like infecting us through Google glasses you're not really concerned that the, the podcast that 90 percent of what they've covered is uh, like Marvel's Killraven Raven comics from 30 years ago makes <laughs> you suck so but if you're listening you do suck yeah there you go. Yeah good. I mean this is this is definitely not gone the way that I thought it was going to. You guys have uh uh made me think a lot already and I'm sure. gonna, Yeah, I'm going to have to present these to Cruz, which I guess I should have addressed that at the top of the interview. Uh there was a bit of a uh kerfuffle with the <laughs> scheduling and I'm hoping that Cruz will join in before the end of the interview, but if not, uh he's here in spirit. Yes. Very much so. Or I could just splice in audio, of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just a giggle, oh, a little yeah. laugh. Or... To be honest, he was only—he died. He was only in the first two
1: episodes, and I'm running out of stuff to to edit together. Right,
0: it's like a Paul is dead
2: sort of conspiracy.
1: Yeah. I just thought of you, like really crudely, just throwing it in there, like just like, yeah, I think so too. Just really randomly. But what was it? Game of
0: Death? Is that it was Oh Bruce yeah, Lee? with Bruce Lee. Yeah,
2: so just splice in a stand-in. Yeah.
0: I think they've, as we get more and more into the CG CGI age, we've seen that happen more and more oh, often in yeah, movies. Yeah. That's weird. It is it's, weird. Because
2: it's, it's, it looks good if it wasn't trying to mimic a real person, if yeah. that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not good enough to not be weird. <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I think I agree with that. What's going to be interesting is if they try to do it. Because if they can cobble together audio, they can get your face... And we got James Dean is going to be in the next Marvel movie or
0: like, (laughs) what happens when the Highlander? Yeah. Or something. I'd see that. I'd pay to see that. Well, right. The
2: Highlander.
0: Yeah. Wow. Exactly. There's this thing in psychology, it's called the uncanny Valley. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it it's for people who don't know, it's, the The closer something gets, like say a robot to being human, but it's just that little off, like that. How how little is off that you you sense more and more disgust because the more realistic it is, you expect it to be real, and the more that and when you realize it's not, it's just that level of disgust. It's kind of a dirty definition.
1: (laughs) I like it. Yeah.
0: Uh So yeah, we. I think I've I've taken us off on some different (laughs) tangents. (laughs) Let's focus back in on Motor City Mo. Two. I don't want to give away some of the. The action, but uh, the big question I know that everybody has been wondering since uh, your previous appearance here is: Does Mo finally go back and clean up that hallway full <laughs> <of the door?" laughs>
2: for for Mr. Catchatory? Yeah. Um, you you seem like a, a reading, nice guy. You have yeah. to read it and find out. <laughs> well, I think in this book, well, hmm, there's going to be a lot more messes to clean up. Let's okay. put it that way. Oh, like I'm
0: hoping that. they're his tears, Motor City Mo's <laughs> tears. <laughs> yeah.
2: He actually, um, in the f- opening panels, he actually just takes a big old dump on the carpet right in front of him. It's 40 pages of that. I hope, 40 I hope, pages of that, and he's just flipping him off the whole time.
0: I hope that there's a dump in there now. You, have to <laughs> up.
1: you don't see that enough in comic books. Right. Well, like, just to, to kind of paint the picture. So, like, in the first one, because we were really, when we were doing our press junket for, for the first one, we were we weren't wanting to give too much away about the book, but, like, it's out now, so if you, you can read it. Um, so, like, in the first one... Please do. <laughs> yes, no, please do. I said that dismissively. Uh, so in the first one, we meet Mo, we meet some of his, like, underground, like, criminal buddies, and then he gets introduced to Dora, who is, like, this stripper. Well, she is a stripper, she's so <laughs> not like a stripper. And he is really, like, taken aback by her, and they go on this date, and Mo kind of, like, his life sort of changes course based on this interaction with her. And he, to the point where he's... Where he, he finds else? a reason to live he because before live. he's
2: trying to kill himself exactly. in the, Here not even go. the first page in the title page. Sorry, so. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> um,
1: so from there, in book two, we we build upon that. So like in book one, you don't see this job that Mo has gone on that has gone bad, but like in book two, we, we see the consequences of that. We see Dollar Don, who's Moe's boss. We see his like anger and frustration over all of these... These gangs, sort of like, kind of muscling in on his territory, and we see Mo's relationship with Dora kind of grow, and, and where that goes,
2: mm-hmm. and the consequences of sort of being in this world. Like, what can happen to you if you cross Dollar Don, or
0: uh, you know, if you run afoul of him, if you're taking part in this life? Sort of, what happens in, the, in that regard? Well, it'll be interesting to see, and I don't want to give away too much of Motor the or Motor City Mo one, but I mean, Mo is a super powered individual. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. I think it, it's, he's comparable to a Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine's not a guy that you can push around or force to do things. Mm-hmm. And Moe's self-esteem in the first one is just in the toilet. Yeah. I think that's what made him such an engaging a character. Well, thank it's you. It's just that, yeah, I mean, all of us, you know, we try to be the heroes of our own story. And I think I talked about this on the first interview. And it's just fun to see Moe, this guy who should have everything. It's just, he has nothing. And his sights in life are so low. And it's mm-hmm. just too, like you said you you set up all these pieces in the first book where it looks like there's going to be this fundamental change in his life. And you guys did, like, a really good job of that. Normally, when I read, like, independent books, I have very much a different set of expectations. Sure. And it's the... I think this drawing's supposed to be a person. <laughs> and... <laughs> I kind of see what they're going here because I've seen it a bunch of times before, and Motor City Mo isn't something I've seen a lot before. And you guys did you weren't over—you weren't heavy-handed with it. And again, it was an engaging world that I wanted to see much more of. Oh, good. It's—it's going to be exciting to see, like as as, as you guys just said, the this, this shift in Motor City's Mo world. And the only reason he was working for Dollar Don is because he—it didn't really. Feel like he cared if he lived or died and now giving him something to live for but also something to that you can strike at him through it's gonna be interesting to see if he's going to be more of a Wolverine character if we're going to see him kind of putting himself back together or fundamentally changing that that world that they're in and what I'm really excited to see as these issues come out it's because we don't know how Motor City Mo got his powers I'm assuming he cannot be the only super-powered individual in that world what happens when Mo? Comes up against another mo, maybe somebody who's a little bit smarter or faster or stronger.
3: Mm.
0: So a lot of a lot of ground to cover.
3: Mm-hmm. A lot of ground mm-hmm. to cover. Definitely.
2: Yes. Well, that was uh, that was great. That was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we no. need to bring you on the road to sell <laughs> yeah. this book for us. Yeah,
1: no. I enjoyed every bit of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. No, <you. laughs>
3: oh,
0: I mean I think that's that's because again I pick up a lot of independent books and sometimes it's a little bit awkward when I see say the same people at the cons and I'm like wasn't the
3: biggest fan of this book
0: and <laughs> sure. seeing you again and maybe I'm going to try to walk by. So it's, it's, it's nice. Cause again, I, both Cruz and I really did enjoy Motor good. City Mo. And, yeah. The only, I think like the, the, the most difficult part about it is it's, I think you guys are building all this story and it's, I just, it's driving me crazy, like the <laughs> weight. it's, I don't know if you guys are gamers, but it's, you're falling into like the Borderlands paradigm with that, where I don't have kids yet, but by the time Borderlands 4 comes out, like my kid's going to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Well, th- um, that's what, what's the business model we purposely, <laughs> purposely yes, we
2: build we, up all this yeah, anticipation. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we got this one out, like we said, a, a year, a little bit less than a year. Um, and then the goal is to hopefully book two is
0: successful enough that we can sort of cut that release date shorter every time that's the goal yeah. so so it's what you're saying is it's on fans if people really want to see motor city mo you guys can't be complacent you got to be you know, buying you have to be telling people. You have to be selling the book themselves. That's one hundred percent. Well, if
2: we raise a hundred thousand dollars, that <laughs> means we can get all the books out in a week's time.
0: There you go. Right. So that's when
2: we're doing this Kickstarter, and we're only asking for twenty five hundred dollars this time, as opposed to four thousand. Just keep that number in mind. If you donate a hundred thousand, we can get them all to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the first interview you guys had said that you had built this whole world you have a yeah. lot of characters besides Motor City Mo exactly and I know as a fan I would like to see some of that so I'm I'm hoping people pony up and, <laughs> I mean this is good I mean it's I, I, I think most of your fans are people in the comic book field people who are buying Marvel and DC I mean if yeah. you can pay $4 cover price for those books I mean a Kickstarter for a book that you can absolutely have a huge impact like you guys yes. said if people are are buying if people are doing that word of mouth? I mean, that's absolutely. You're throwing all the support against the company. Who? How much did Marvel just make since we've started this conversation <laughs> with all their right. movies? And right. I mean, yeah, it's that's what I love too about the independents because I always gets... I've heard Marvel writers say something like, this book got canceled because you guys weren't pre-ordering. If you loved it, you should have bought more than two copies. No. Fuck you. Yeah. Right. No, like, I agree. Yeah. And, and the since I said that, in the time it took to, to say that sentence, Marvel made more money than mm-hmm. I'm going to in my whole life. Right. But, I mean, that's what I love about the indie scene. You... You guys are printing the stuff up. You guys have this interactive fan base. If people want to talk to you on on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter about your guys' creations, you guys are very responsive. This is a chance for people to get on the ground floor of something that... I mean, there's not a lot of fandoms that you can get in where you can have that sort of uh, interactivity with the creators. And that's, again, what I really like about the indie scene. And You guys are really good with that.
2: Well, and it's just important to us, too, because we're fans, too, right? We're just just guys, Mm -hmm. you know, who had this idea. We got together. We did it. We made it. We created it. And people actually bought it. People are actually reading it. People are actually giving us great, you know, analysis like that. And to think that we created something that even if it was just one person that bought the book it's like well we appreciate that more than you'll ever know so when somebody donates to the kickstarter when people are th- that curious that they want to ask us a question uh, on social media or anything or they're going to stop and talk to us at a comic-con well we're going to be extremely gracious because we appreciate all of it you know just a little bit of attention the fact that you bought the book the fact that you read the book so yeah i mean i i think that that's something that's just super important to to us as a as we move through this is to make sure that people who support the book i mean we just show them how much we really appreciate it
0: yeah absolutely right the fact that you guys and i think we talked about this a lot in the first interview like that you're shipping the books out of your house yeah. and i mean you guys are doing all of this i mean this is something that you know 10 years ago people couldn't have done mm-hmm. you had to go through this very specific uh Plan to be a comic book creator. And now with things like Kickstarter and, and self-publishing, I mean, you, it, it's more accessible. All these ideas that people wouldn't or products could, they couldn't have gotten before are out there. I think before, I, or on the last interview, I talked about Kelly Thompson. She's writing Hawkeye. I think she's still in the book. She's writing a couple Marvel books. But I mean, that's a lot of how she got her name out there was she self-published a book, and mm-hmm. she was shipping it out of her apartment. She would do, she used to host a podcast with somebody else, like, uh, three, I think it was called three chicks or three chicks talk about, uh, comics. So, I mean, it was very much a lot of the same stuff that you're doing, but I mean, this is for a lot of people, especially if you're not living in New York or LA, Mm -hmm. this is how you're getting into the field. Exactly.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. No,
0: definitely. Yeah. I think you guys had said before that you had talked to image. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, we we, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, we, we haven't done it so much recently. But prior to even getting art from Mo, so it's probably been a lot longer than I'm even remembering, we'd sent out a lot of scripts, and we got a lot of rejection. But, I mean, that's just how it goes. So Didn't we technically get all rejection? We got all rejection. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and,
2: and, and, yeah, and, and then, so then we were like, well, we still believe in these stories, and we can, we can do this as a team. You know, if it was just us individually, I don't... I don't know if any of this would have happened, but as a team, we were like, we can do this. And so, yeah, you go out there, you do it, you, you, you you do all the hard work that it takes to do it. And then, yeah, of course we would love to work for one of these big companies or get a book out of theirs. But like you're saying too, there's something really awesome about
0: we did this and we are doing this. This is ours. Yeah. You know, especially not only did you guys do it, but I mean, like you said, you've done every step of the way. It's been the hard way. It's been trial and error. It's, I think at the end of the day when you get success that's so much more meaningful than if you had this like fully fleshed out plan for you that you just followed. You guys, it's all been trial and error and I mean just the buy-in and the just the the, the pride that you can feel at the end, that this is what we created, you know, nobody helped us with this, this was us, this was our blood, sweat, and tears, mm-hmm. and then just start to hear back from fans about how much they love it. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. it's awesome.
2: And some, someone else might not let us tell the stories we want to tell the way we want to tell them. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, especially if you read the first book, well, when the second book comes out, even more so, but like you know, we, we decided that this was the story we were going to tell and we weren't really going to compromise on the way we wanted to tell it. And, you know, like you said, if, if, if somebody else has a, you know, a big money stake in it and they're like, well, we're probably not going to move as many books if this scene's in it. And we're like, well, but that's what the story needs. That's what we need to do in this story. We have the freedom to do it.
1: Because I feel like for a while we were just trying to, to get it to an image or something yeah. like that. And then we thought, well, it's not working. Let's get the book out. That way we can send it to an image just to show them proof. Like, this is what it is. Like, you know, buy it from us. And then there was just sort of a shift where that part of the plan sort of faded away. Mm-hmm. The point where we don't really even talk. We don't. We don't talk yeah, about not it anymore. At all. Yeah. So This is the first time I've talked about it, and I feel like <laughs> it's since the book came out. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, again, like you said, it would be great if somebody from Marvel came knocking and said, hey, here's a big fat check for you, but there's something about this just being completely ours. Yeah. You know, I mean. and we don't have to answer to anybody. We can, just, it's, we can tell the story we want to tell.
0: Well, it's, it's funny if you look at the, the comic field over the last 20 years. I mean, for almost the, the history of comics, if you wanted to be somebody in the field, you had to work at Marvel or DC. And increasingly, you see the big names. You, it's like you start out at Marvel because you were an intern. And as soon as you get a name out there, you're getting your own creator book. The creator books are where the big names are now. There's that fundamental shift. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys are all doing that now by yourselves on the ground floor.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Try them.
0: yeah absolutely Um, another thing that I'm assuming our readers want to know because I want to know me? I'm listening oh I thought it was because I was pointing at you off (laughs) so uh, I read a lot of comics and I know last time you guys talked about a lot of your favorites is there anything that you guys are currently reading or currently enjoying or if we're going to create some controversy something you read recently that wasn't very good um, let's see, I just, what, uh, what were we, what did we talk about the last time that I read? I
2: think it was the, uh, and now I forget the name of it, the Superman that I was reading, written by Max Landis. Oh, wasn't it, was it American Alien? Something like that? Yeah, American Alien, so that was like the, um, the, the, the last, like, thing that I read all the way through, um, but, you know, it was interesting, I liked it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky I work with this kid who just started working at my job who reads everything and I don't have a lot of time to just you know get into a lot of it I'm looking for a way to just what is it Marvel Marvel has something in DC you can just read them on the computer now or iPads yeah and,
0: Marvel Unlimited so I'm going to
2: probably invest in that but I have this kid I work with who just tells me literally everything <laughs> that's going on and uh, it's a lot of it's fascinating like babe, there's a, Thanos is a baby hanging out with Ghost Rider <laughs>
0: That's stuff not up like to that, that yet. I didn't know that. I can't wait to get to that point. Oh. That sounds awesome. Oh, well, I'm sorry. That sounds weird. <laughs> oh, no, I don't give a
2: crap about but yeah, He just
1: tells me all this stuff that's going on, and I'm so glad he started working at my job. You sound like such, just such an old person a second ago. Marvel has a thing where you can read comics on the computer? <laughs> on the computer! On computer now! <laughs> um, well, I don't drive, so I need a way to get to a store. <laughs> um, I just reread The Dark Knight Returns on a whim. Okay. Because I remember that when I first bought it, I started reading it and I didn't finish it. So like I was flipping through it, I was like, I never finished this. So I I, I read it all the way through. I was like, I really like this, but it's also really weird. <laughs> so I, I I I almost exclusively read Batman comics because I'm a Batman snob. Yeah. But um, but no, I I I really like that one, but it's also weird at times.
2: So well, that's what I think. Like with Image Comics now, it's like all. It's not even necessarily like superheroes. And that's what I like about comic books, is that we figured out, well, when I say we, we, like the comic book community, like, you can tell any kind of a story in this particular form. Like, like Paper Girls is very interesting, and, and the, the obviously Saga and all that stuff. Where, like you're saying, it's just it's interesting. It's not just superheroes. Mm-hmm. There's literally any type of thing that you can read in comic book form now.
1: Did I say Batman Returns? Or I just said. Did I say The Dark Knight Returns? I think you may have started out saying, it, but I think if you The Dark Knight Returns. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. Oh, such an ass. Ugh. <laughs> if you get if you get angry letters, forward them to me, and I'll I'll address them. <laughs> Man, I've been trying to get angry letters. It hasn't <laughs> worked out.
2: Yeah. I would love to get outraged parents emailing us. That'd be
1: fun. Quick story. Oh, yeah. oh no! I'm nice. surprised we don't have outraged parents emailing us. So we were at it was the Great Lakes event. Right,
2: I believe so. Yeah, it was in the the church gym, I believe. It was at a
1: church gym. We somehow nice venue. Nice venue. We somehow managed to be at th- at least two, if not three, Comic Cons or <laughs> at churches this year.
2: And we got a stripper right on the cover of the book.
1: Well, church st- basement, church
2: gym. Uh, it was three, and then there was uh, the the well, Siena Heights
1: University, the Christian College. <laughs> yeah, So you've seen the comic, you you know, you've read it. This is not a church sort of comic. Um, at this most recent con, we had a guy come up. We weren't doing very well. So when we had a guy who came up and was, like, super into it, we were very enthused <laughs> and even more so enthused when he said that he wanted to buy five copies. We are like, awesome, fantastic, this is great. This is more sales than we've had all day. And we exchanged money, yada, yada, and he says, this will be great for the kids at my church.
2: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't looked through it yet.
0: <laughs> the, I mean, it's not like there's... A naked woman on the cover, but it's it's very apparent. And yeah, she's like it's there's a woman who made of neon. I mean, the first thing that you think of is stripper when yes. you see yes. that. Right. Did did you ask him about why? Oh he no, thought no this we way?
2: took his money and thanked him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we let him walk out the door. <laughs> Never saw him again. Yeah. I doubt that uh there's there that he listens cuz I think that there's a small yeah. overlap because the only person listening right now is I think Cruz and my mom. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean I would love to know. Like yes. the guy probably got fired. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's what we we were thinking like, man, we're going to get an
0: email from this guy like you ruined my life. Yeah. They were sprinkling me with like holy water on the way out of the church. <laughs> right. Man,
1: that was a that's a comical misread of, yes. of yes. your yeah. product. <laughs> Absolutely. We also at the other church event, the, the Sienna Heights one, where somebody thought Dylan was Motor City Mo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, did he think I was Motor City Mo? He he said, "I've never seen a real comic book character before."
2: Looking at me. Yeah. And I don't know what was going on. Yeah,
0: what there. does that mean? Yeah. I
2: don't know.
1: Oh, was- Motown Mo is what he called me. <laughs> yeah, and he kept
2: calling it Motown Mo, which in hindsight might be a better
1: name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an older gentleman and his wife, and they were very nice. And they, they were they very. Didn't anything. They didn't buy anything. <laughs> they, were, they were very excited to see a real comic book character. But I mean, you,
3: you don't look. Yeah, no. like Motor City nope.
2: Mo. Not even close. I
1: mean, No. To be fair, I mean,
2: I was, wearing was wearing. My, a, yeah, I was wearing my poncho. I guess, and I don't know. I'm, I guess I have an interesting look, maybe.
0: <laughs> you do, but it doesn't look
1: like Motor City Mo. No, no, not at all. Yeah, well, they didn't even look at the
0: book. <laughs> no offense, none of you look like Motor City Mo. No. None. No. It's nothing to take offense, bro. No. I don't. Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> I mean, it, but he called you Motown Mo. Yeah. Have you guys Googled Motown Mo? Maybe oh. there is this like '50s comic Motown Mo, and yeah. Yeah, we I need to we look have that the up. Information, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's. He's a guy who just went down like went went through Motown, just yeah. uh, beating up Motown singers and acts <laughs> and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Right. He'd pull like weapons out of his beard, like if you yep. guys have ever seen the Globetrotters cartoon, where oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, pull it out, yeah. Yeah, he it out of his Afro, pull his Afro. Come yeah, here, yeah. Pointer Sisters. Yep. <laughs> the there is up? no Motown Mo, as far as I as far as I can
2: tell.
0: In I'm your 10-second like, Google in 10 search. Seconds of Google. Maybe he just had uh, Alzheimer's and he didn't even know where he was. Yeah, that's yeah. a very, real possibility. He, he calls everyone like Motown <laughs> Mouse. Yeah. Thinks
2: he thinks everyone's in a comic book, too.
0: <laughs> Man, you got, every time you come by, you've got these great con stories. <laughs> well well I think yeah, everyone's so-
2: got them. It's just like people don't want to tell them. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Again, we're having a blast doing this. And, like, these stories pop up. And it's like, well, yeah, you got to tell them.
0: Yeah, it was... We, uh, one weekend, both Cruz and I did a con. He did a con in Riverside, California... And leaving the bathroom, or he was leaving the bathroom, there was a Five Nights at Freddy's character, but he had his mom as like a handler. So his mom like coming up to Cruz and was like, oh, don't you think his costume is so great or something like that? Yeah. So it was another awkward Five mm-hmm. Nights at Freddy's bathroom that's... encounter. <laughs> yep. They yeah. they
2: like to they like to hang out in bathrooms.
0: <laughs> they get you. Yeah. That's how
2: they
1: get
0: you. Yeah, that's just that's not an appropriate venue for any sort of conversation at <laughs> a con or otherwise. No. Right. Um, I want to get, thank you guys for stopping by. Oh, absolutely. Where can uh, our our thousands of, of worldwide listeners... Since so <laughs> it, you guys get a big upsweep in fans from France or Sweden, I'd like to take a little bit of uh, credit for that because we do Game Busters there. Nice! I I don't know why.
1: France and Sweden? Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully there's
2: a market for Michigan and uh, Detroit-based comic books over there.
1: I can say that we did have one person contribute to the Kickstarter last time from Germany. So, uh, you know. (laughs) Uh, They can find us at threewismanmedia.com T-H-R-E-E-Y-S-M-E-N-M-E-D-I-A dot com uh, we're also at Facebook.com slash Media, Twitter and Instagram at ThreeWiseman Media. And YouTube. YouTube.com slash
0: I just want to say for our French listeners, what I've been told about this book, it's it's very the character is very similar to a Jerry Lewis, and half of it takes place in Paris.
3: Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes, yes. We we
0: toyed with it. It was Motor
2: City Mo or Parisian Mo. We couldn't <laughs> couldn't figure it out. And instead of a bat, he used a baguette.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is a good investment with your Euros. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I want to thank awesome. you guys for stopping by. Oh, our pleasure. This is a much oh, different yeah. uh different experience but it's not 1am so <laughs> yes it's yes, great yes. to
2: talk to you Cruz <laughs> yes <Yeah.
0: Gosh. laughs> <laughs> well this is going to be awkward when he calls in five minutes and we're <laughs> ready for the interview so. Sure we can if there's no if this is the last episode of the comic book dungeon, <laughs> you guys will know by or know why. Or we're gonna split it like I am the comic book and he'll just do dungeon po- podcasts. Oh. Okay. So that yeah, we're gonna kinky. I don't know how <laughs> we're gonna split seven listeners, but we'll figure <laughs> okay. it out. Okay. Well thanks, and everybody? Yeah. Uh I'm, as soon as this is up, I know that I am going to be uh, contributing to the Kickstarter. Cruz, I can't speak for him, but I know, he, I know he will be contributing, so this is something you guys want to get on the ground floor of. Strippers. <laughs> Sad sack immortals. Uh poop in a hallway. I yeah, hope that was wasn't hallway. just bullshit. I hope that's true. <laughs> I was gonna buy, I'm going to buy five copies and give them to everybody in my church. <laughs> <laughs> so this is definitely something that you guys want to get on the ground floor of. And these guys are super accessible. So there's not a lot of comics out there that you can read this and then five minutes later be like, hey, is this hallway going to get cleaned up? And they respond to you. <laughs> we, so. yeah,
2: we want that. Like yeah. If
0: you have comments, concerns, criticisms...
2: criticisms You want to know if something's better than Space Jam? Just (laughs) let us know.
0: So, again, guys, this is definitely worth your time. Contribute to the Kickstarter. Uh, Jump on this. And I can't wait to see more of Motor City Mo. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for stopping by.